the creative outlets like YouTube and the makeup has been a great way for me to balance out, you know, being in the mental health space as well as doing things for my mental health and helping others. You're listening to The Take Back Podcast, where women of color creatives come together to inspire, empower, and encourage each other. I'm Jess Pillay, an Indo-Fijian independent singer-songwriter. And I'm Angelica Dianda, a Mexican-American licensed mental health counselor and singer. And this is the podcast where we explore and elevate stories from women of color who are artists, musicians, actors, entrepreneurs, and so on, who are navigating and taking back systems designed against them. Welcome back to the Take Back Podcast. I'm Jess Pillay, and I'm here with my co-host and my best friend, Angelica Deanda. And this is the podcast where we talk all about what it means to be women of color who are navigating creative pursuits and passions. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the Take Back Podcast. We are so glad that you decided to tune in. We hope that this is a meaningful experience for you and that you have some takeaways from these important conversations that we're having. In today's episode, we're talking to Katie Piora. Katie is a Latina mental health professional, makeup artist, and social media content creator who was born and raised in Honduras. She moved to the East Coast of the United States for college, and like many women of color creatives, she's currently rocking the multivocational lifestyle. She says that her passion is to show up in underrepresented spaces, specifically within the Latinx community, and to empower women through motivational videos and internet content. She eventually hopes to start her own private practice for counseling as well. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really excited for us to jump in and hear a little bit more from Katie. Katie, it's so good to have you on our podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we'll just dive in. One of the things that Jess and I have learned about you is that you have a very unique story just from your background and just the journey that you have gone as being a creative. And one of the things that we've learned is that you grew up in Honduras and then you came to the U.S. for college. I'm curious and would you be willing to share what that journey was like coming and growing up in Honduras and coming to the U.S.? Yeah, absolutely. So growing up in Honduras, I got pretty used to the culture there and uh, my family and friends there. And so I actually, yeah, came to U.S. for college. My father had passed away when I was younger. And so I was preparing to be more independent. And so it was a lot of ups and downs as being here. I mean, I already spoke English and as I had gone to a bilingual school in Honduras, but definitely a culture shock and just dealing with some of those barriers of being Latina just recently arrived and uh, navigating college, navigating just different nuances being in U.S. So it was a lot of getting used to that adjustment. I can only imagine, you know, going in a time of life when, you know, a lot of folks, I'm assuming that you launched from home to school, like right around that 18, 19 years old. And to go about that in like a huge step of independence where you're not just like moving, you know, from like one city to another city, or even like from one state to a state, like you moved to a whole different country, right? And also like going away, uh, moving away from home. I'm really curious to hear, was there anything that surprised you 
about coming to the United States and just going through any type of like culture shock? Yeah, so I came to live in the DMV area, which is DC, Maryland, Virginia. And so I think each region has different energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the DMV, everyone's very career oriented and very independent. And they're very used to the friends that they grew up with. So I want to say that it was hard coming from a communal culture to a very individualized and independent culture to get used to, you know, making friends as an adult. Cause I, I, I mean, I had friends in Honduras growing up. And so having to make friends in college was very difficult and the friendships were very transient. And so it was a lot of getting used to just the different like, cultural experiences that I had gone through in Honduras yeah. and now being in U.S. No, that makes a lot of sense. How did you navigate just that that transient? It's like, I feel you like when you're away from home and school, especially coming from a very collective communal culture. And I'm looking at pointing at Jess because like, you know, she's have that. We both have that experience growing up. Um, In fact, that's what drew us to each other. We both met in college. But I was just curious, like, how was that like for you just like still navigating and trying to find your space as a woman of color? Yeah, I I, want to say it was very difficult because it was hard to find mentors and I was trying to find women of color mentors. For some reason, it was very hard to find specifically Latina mentors that I was looking for. But I do want to say that I made friends with Black female professionals and they were very welcoming to me. And I know the cultural nuances are different, but I felt welcomed by them. I was welcoming as well to them. And so for some reason, it was very hard to find Latina mentors. However, I also went to a campus for college that was uh, more so for students who were working and going to school. And so The professors there were very welcoming and supportive. They were very understanding of just the different barriers that a student may go through as they're working and going to school. So definitely that was helpful. And I also met one of my longtime mentors who was my professor at the time, Mm -hmm. but he's become my mentor. So I believe God puts people along the way. Yeah to support you. And so that was helpful to, you know, have those supportive people in your life. Yeah. And one thing that I really appreciate about your story and what you shared with us on your um, form that you filled out when you were asked to be a guest was that you're kind of doing that now, right? So you maybe didn't have the mentorship and the guidance that you needed or, or wanted at that time in your life when you were a young person. And yet now you're using your own platforms and your own career to really be that for somebody else. And you talked a lot about wanting to empower children and wanting to empower women and women of color specifically. So, you know, our show is called The Take Back Podcast, which is all about taking back our agency and finding ways to be assertive in the spaces that a lot of times we've sort of been told, maybe this isn't for you or, you know, the pl- this place is oversaturated or your story's not welcome here. And we've kind of had to say, no, we're going to find the way to tell the story that we need to tell. And I love that you're a great reflection of that because you've been able to do that. And it's, you know, specifically with some of the creative work that you're doing. And, you know, one of the things that I thought was really interesting about you, Katie, is that you wear a lot of hats. And so you're doing a lot of creative things. You're doing, you know, the beauty and lifestyle content on YouTube. You're also doing therapy and social work in your day job and, you know, creating content for social media. 
So a big thing that we like to explore on this show is how women of color balance all of these different things that we're always doing. Because I think a lot of creatives are not just limited to one particular creative area. And you're a perfect example of that. So first thing I want to ask you is like, how do you balance it all? That's a really good question. And by the way, I love the name of your podcast and the meaning of that name. Very beautiful and powerful. Um, Thank you. So about the balance, it is very hard. I think boundaries are very important. And uh, initially I thought, oh, like I can do, I can do it all as a woman of color. There's barriers, but I've proven myself that I can do a lot. But unfortunately, when you put so many things on your plate, that could lead to burnout and that could have some impacts in your mental health. And so I'm learning to not take on too many things. Uh, I think a lot about my goals and values. And so I take on things that align with my values and that make me happy if something is draining me and I'm not really excited about it. I may try it, but I don't stay in it too long. Mm -hmm. And I rather someone else have that opportunity who may be more passionate than I am in that area or more of an expert in that area than I am. So with the day job, definitely, you know, that's, that's been part of my career, the therapy. I think I also saw Angelica that you're a therapist. I am. And so you may understand that um, it can be a lot to do just therapy. And so for me, it was very helpful to have other creative outlets. Not that you can't be a creative therapist, but definitely the creative outlets like YouTube and the makeup has been a great way for me to balance out, you know, being in the mental health space, as well as doing things for my mental health and helping others have other tools for their own mental health, especially women of color, for them to have the tools. And, um, you know, mostly women subscribe to my channel, and they do tell me, how therapeutic and relaxing it can be to watch just the different kinds of videos. And so that makes me very happy because I know YouTubers have done that for me. And so being able to do that for other women, it's also been important for me to be vulnerable in my channel. Um, I try not to overshare, but definitely I do share about my personal journey. I want to be as authentic as I can and wanting other women to feel as though that they can relate and that the content I'm creating or the thing, you know, it's not, I'm not coming from a perfect stance or, or this, you know, illusion of perfection that I've also gone through things. And I believe that I've gone through things to be able to help others. And so to create community. So creating community was definitely one of the reasons why I started the channel. So yeah, that's wonderful. And that's a big part of why we started this podcast. So We definitely see some alignments there, which is great. I think like you kind of like we're touching on some really important things regarding just being a woman of color, but being professionally in the space that, you know, I can say we're in right as therapists and how creativity is such an important thing, not only in the therapeutic space, but outside of the therapeutic space. 
And that you're a human being as well. I think some people forget, like, yes, your therapist is a human with feelings (laughs) and trials, right? But I love how you have found this beautiful way of just taking care of yourself through creativity and also creating community while doing it. I think that's so cool. Thank you. So Katie, talk to us a little bit about your creative process, because you're obviously doing a lot of different types of uh, creative projects. And one thing that I'm really curious about is, do you ever get stuck in those projects? Do you ever feel like you hit some kind of a creative roadblock? Yes, uh, definitely. I have a blog as well, uh, where I do writing and definitely have writer's block. (laughs) And um, I get stuck. And sometimes I get into the space where because I'm stuck, I'm not creating that content, or I'm not writing as much as I should have. And so it's definitely a challenge when you do get stuck. But what I am learning is to not stop like you can It's okay to pause, but not giving up on those dreams or on those interests. And I definitely, you know, go to maybe other women of color or other creatives and just find inspiration Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in what they're doing. Definitely Instagram and TikTok has been a great tool to seeing the, the reels and the TikToks and how, you know, you can get creative with those little videos as well. And so definitely videos have been helpful when sometimes I get stuck in how to put things into words. Sometimes you don't need to talk in a video, just like creating something without talking and just maybe music. Uh, But yeah, I do get stuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think every person who's creative out there does. And my next question was going to be, how do you get unstuck? But you kind of already answered that. So um, maybe I'll ask, you know, you mentioned other women of color creatives that really inspire you. Tell us, you know, who are some of your favorites that you especially when you're in that place of feeling stuck that you go to is like your go to I know I'm going to get inspiration from this source. Absolutely. So um, I've watched YouTube for a very long time, but more so for fun, just like hobby. And as I followed more YouTubers, like I realized, oh, wow, like you can actually start a business from this or do a lot of projects from this. And I want to say like Kathleen Lights, um, who's a makeup YouTuber and who's very open in her channel about her mental health as well has Mm -hmm. been very inspiring to me. And I've just seen her grow. Like I remember I just I started seeing like a video of like lipstick swatches she was doing a while back, like very long time ago and then I just saw her grow and I just saw her equipment get better her backgrounds get better and um her audience just growing and then and then she started a nail company and she definitely she's Cuban so she definitely included like Cuban names and like Spanish names and she has a makeup artist friend who's also Cuban that she's involved and so seeing her uh, grow has been definitely um, inspiring as a Latina and just relating to the story about why she started the channel and doing it because she loves it so she's inspiring me recently I've been following a lot of Instagram therapists as well and just seeing them get creative Nidra Tawab is uh, Mm -hmm. I'm loving her post on boundaries and her videos and that's been helpful. I've also been following the truth doctor and I think she's Latina as well. Mm -hmm. And she does a lot of reels and a lot of like role plays for clients and yeah. And I can't think of any other 
names, but definitely have been seeing creatives of color. Like I can't um, really think exactly their handles, but on TikTok, just been loving like self-care videos on TikTok mm-hmm. and just a lot of women of color taking care of themselves and showing those videos and being very relatable. So I love those videos. Um, yeah, I'm very uh, happy to see how uh, as women of color, we can get creative and inspire other women. So. And I think it's, you know, so important to see that representation, right? Because I think, you know, for both of us and Helika and I, we we grew up here in the United States where we didn't always see people around us who looked like us. And we right. certainly didn't see that reflected in media content when we were growing up. You know, there weren't really Disney princesses who looked like us or, you know, whatever the case may be, the content that we were consuming, which can really create a lot of doubts in your mind as a young girl, I think, growing right. up and wondering, like, where's my place? Where do I belong? And so I love that you're kind of emphasizing the importance of that representation and finding sources and pieces and people who inspire you who actually reflect your own culture and and who you are and your identity so that's really cool I love it yeah so good well one of the things that's so interesting particularly about YouTube and well and to be fair really any social media platform is this like challenge as that we face as creatives is like the oversaturation right there's a lot of content and a lot of people out there And we're just inundated with a lot of things. So what are some steps that you take in order to create a unique and like 100% authentic contact that's coming from you? Yeah, definitely. um, Being me is what I go by. It was definitely intimidating to start a channel because I started it actually in 2020 in in the pandemic and I mean, I guess that was the right time where people would be watching, but there's just so many people that were out there already. And so the competition and just your content, maybe not being viewed as much as other creators, but um, I did it. I didn't really do it for viewership. I did it because I've been wanting to do it. Like I did it because it made me like feel happy and it was fun and for a purpose. However, you still want people to see it. You still want that content to impact others and for it to be seen. And so the way that I think I stand out is, for example, like the makeup videos. Sometimes I do like get readies with me and that's not that's common, but I do share topics in those get ready with me's or I share a little bit about myself. Sometimes I've done series. I share a lot about my faith as well in videos. And so at times I've done series and I've interviewed people. I believe I'm a storyteller. So I love stories. I love sharing people's stories, my stories. And so for me, that's being unique, just being able to share people's unique stories and my own story. And in terms of like the other types of content, like reels and, and, um, TikToks, it's definitely for me, like I've started Instagram for therapy as well. And for me, it's been uh, helpful to get creative with maybe like the the bullet points I want to say, or even using the reels to, um, I haven't done a lot of reels on my therapy Instagram, but I've done it for uh, the practice that I'm currently working for. Mm -hmm. And just being able to share different topics. I don't know how to explain it, but like 
with music, <laughs> like being able to share the bullet points, but like, you know, on the based on like the sound of the music sure. and the beats and just being able to have those bullet points appear on yeah. the reel. And then without necessarily saying something, I feel like I find creativity in that. Yeah. Or I'm very visual. So for me, I also find creativity in like color or if I do like a little vlog, just being able to to show things that are very appealing. So there's different ways that I find creativity, but I would say that probably how I'd stand out is just by being me. But you're absolutely right. There is something to be said about um, creating those spaces for, you know, people of color, women of color, so that we can come together. Because oftentimes, and for a long time, there haven't been such spaces like that. So I think it's so cool that you're doing that through your content. Thank you. So Katie, do you have any upcoming projects or recently released projects, creative projects specifically, that you want to tell our listeners about that they should be checking out from you? Yeah, um, it's called Child Haven Therapy Instagram and YouTube channel. It launched in January, um, but it's still very new. I'm still trying to navigate because I already have a channel, which is um, introspective. Pura is what I named it. And I've done a lot of videos on that. Um, and I've done a few mental health videos on that uh, YouTube as well. But I wanted something separate and bilingual. And most of my therapy experience has been working with children and families. And so I wanted it to be for children and families. Um, but I also wanted specific content on child sexual abuse prevention, including child sex trafficking prevention. Because mm-hmm. um, those are topics that are very taboo. And even like in, you know, on YouTube, right? It's not they're not, I mean, the, the, these issues happen, but they're not commonly talked about. Sure. Right. And I think that sometimes some channels are not monetized when you talk about those things. So mm-hmm. for me, it was very important for caregivers and adults who are around children to have resources, uh, especially in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I share English, but I also share in Spanish. So far, it's just an Instagram and a YouTube and YouTube channel. So that's what I have. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. So um, I recently saw that your YouTube uh, account hit a milestone just like less than two weeks ago. Would you want to care to share with us what that milestone was? My YouTube turned two years old. Yay! Yay! Um, yay. <laughs> um, it was a two-year anniversary, and I can't believe, you know, uh, it's already two years. And like I said, I started it in the pandemic, and I definitely started, uh, I wasn't in a good, like, place. I was going through something, and then also uh, the pandemic hit, and so... Definitely was helpful to get creative and be able to, you know, have subscribers support me. And like I said, mostly women are following my channel. And that makes me happy that I can share with other women my journey and that I can continue to create content and so and make others smile. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was that's very exciting. That's awesome. Um, So Katie, where can people find you online? I know you have a couple of different spaces. But where if you were to pick like your top space that you really want to direct folks to and we'll include links to sort of everything but where's the main place that people can find you online yeah yeah instagram and that's introspective piora 
I call it a personal blog. Yeah. Um, that's where I share, you know, um, some personal posts, but also that's where I share about the projects I'm doing and just, you know, sending people over and um, I have all my links on there. And so that's, that's where they can find me. Okay. Perfect. So at this point, I'm going to hand it back to Angelica and she's going to move us into our final segment of the episode. So um, this last segment is called the final five and five, which is five questions. And the hope is under five minutes. If we go over, that's okay. But five and five. So we'll get started. So first question, um, who are some of your, I would say your top three YouTube or social media content creators? Uh, definitely, like I said, Kathleen Light, Jackie Ina, and Sunkissed Alba. Ooh. Okay, cool. All right. So you have five minutes to do your makeup. What items do you include in your five-minute routine? A BB cream, a mascara, and a bold lipstick and cream blush. Okay. Okay. Any any that you would recommend, like any brands or any colors that are like, oh, you you have to try this one. Yeah, I just want to say Rare Beauty because they send up send up for mental health and oh. their makeup is diverse and uh, so many shades for everybody. And also, it's so easy to wear. Like it's for people who just want to wear like makeup but still look like themselves and so rare beauty oh i love cool. that i had no idea that they um did supportive work for mental health that's so cool to hear yeah. awesome yeah. that's great <laughs> so Kate, i'm curious to hear how do you define empowerment i know that's something that you talk a lot about in your content so how would you define that word Yeah, absolutely. Um, First, it needs to start with self-empowerment. You're not able to empower others if you're not self-empowered. And by that, I mean being kind to yourself, even though sometimes you may go through imposter syndrome, which a lot of us do. um, Definitely be your own best friend and use a lot of self-affirmations and have a lot of faith in yourself. So I would say start with that. And then definitely you are a priority, but also it, it isn't just about you. Yeah. So the journey that you undertake and the projects you do aren't just about uh, you shining, are also about how you help others, maybe the next generation, uh, maybe other women of color. And so it's definitely about uh, rooting for others. And I always like to do collaborations sometimes in my channel Uh, Like I said, bringing people on because I want my platform to also be about welcoming others. And that's how I define it. Awesome. I love that. Great. All right. What is your favorite comfort food? I'm a sweet tooth. So I want to (laughs) say chocolate cake and ice cream. You can't go wrong with that. No, you can't. (laughs) Love it. Chocolate is chocolate. Anything is so good. Oh, All right. And then the final question, what either people of color or women of color businesses or brands would you recommend to our listeners? Sure. Um, I recommend I interviewed her for my channel as well for um, I I also love women who are entrepreneurs and her Instagram is pure heart candles. And yeah, and she does candles and a lot of other scent things. Um, She's Latina. And I met her because I bought from her. She also sells Coquito, Puerto Rican um, drink. 
in the holidays. Okay. And so I bought some from her and then I found out she had launched her candle company. And so I'd recommend her. Awesome. We'll totally have to check that out. I, I'm a big fan of candles. So yeah. I always love when I can find a great candle company, but specifically that's a woman owned and even more so if it's a woman of color. So love that suggestion. Well, Katie, thank you so much for being here with us. And I'm so excited just to hear the work that you're doing to inspire and empower uh, women of color in the DMV area. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you both for having me. I'm so excited about your podcast and best wishes for all your projects as well. Thank you. So that was Katie Piora. She's doing a lot of different things. So that's really cool that she's got her fingers in all kinds of different creative projects. She really is. But it's really cool. She was just such a sweet like presence and very um, calming. She's a very calming presence. Very zen. Very, very zen. Which is what you want in someone who's also a mental health professional, right? So yeah. So thanks for joining us again for another episode of the Take Back podcast. We're so glad that you decided to listen. We hope that you enjoyed this episode with Katie. We'll leave all of her information in the show notes so that you can check out her Instagram and the other various social media spaces that she is active on and as well as her YouTube channel. We encourage you as our listeners to check out our website, which is thetakebackpodcast.com. We have a newsletter that we send out periodically, not too frequently, but we would love to have you on that list so that you are first to be in the know about what's going on with her podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Take Back Podcast. And if you're a woman of color creative and you have any interest in being on our show and sharing your story, we would love to have you. So go ahead and send us a message, either DM us on Instagram or drop us a message on our website. And we'd love to get in touch and see if you would be a good fit for our show. And last but not least, before we go, friends, we would love to ask if you would leave us a review on wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you consume this show, and let us know what is resonating with you. We'd love to know what your takeaways are and what you want to hear and any requests that you have as far as guests and topics go. And yeah, we we just love creating community on this show, and we're so excited that you are a part of our community. So thanks for continuing to listen and we will see you next time. Want to be a creative revolutionary with us? Visit the takebackpodcast.com to learn more. <laughs>